Hello and welcome to the 15 for 30 podcast here on Balls.ie with me, Mick McCarthy. This is a podcast which is going to accompany a series that we're doing on-site at Balls.ie over the next few weeks. It started today where it's basically the 15 for 30. It's a GEA show where we are going to look at a different county every week across football and hurling and try and pick the best 15 players, a best team from the last 30 years. So since 1990, 1990 to 2019, those 30 years, we want the 15 for 30. It is a public vote. It is not from E. It is not from our experts. It is from the people of the county or elsewhere, whoever wants to vote. They can vote on E right now. They can get into the gaffer at E if you want to send us an email, or you can get us on our social channels on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, this week we're going to start off with Donegal and that has launched today. There's a lot of votes already in, uh, but the votes do go on all the way until Saturday. So there's still a lot, a lot of votes to get in. We're looking at Donegal, very interesting county. What with, you know, this all starts in 1990. Donegal won an Ulster title in 1990. They won the All-Ireland for the first ever time in 1992. Going all the way to more modern times when, you know, Jim McGuinness takes over 2011 to 2014, two All-Ireland finals and All-Ireland and one of the more interesting and memorable teams of recent times. And even more recently, they've won the last two Ulster titles. So Donegal have been an incredible golden period for them over the last 30 years and lots and lots of players to choose from. We decided to get the view, as we will on this podcast every week, of an expert from the county, one of the legends. And this week we're going with somebody who by rights is definitely on the short list for this himself he has already got a number of votes unfortunately not part of one of the two all-ireland teams but definitely uh one of the greats of Donegal football uh soldiered them for 11 years um again unfortunately between the the kind of all-ireland periods um between 1998 and 2009 um i think was when he played the great brendan the and he's gonna be with us in just a second but first here's a snippet of just a few of the people who might be contenders for this team Martin McKee, the conductor of the orchestra, works his way through, fires the shot in, brilliant deal over the bar, typical Martin McKee's right. Tyrone need a goal, Penrose, and Durkham with a brilliant save. Controlled here by Carol Lacey, 45 metres out from the target. Beautifully in there to Murphy. Great shot, great goal. Here's a chance. He has it, he has it. It's dropping over the bar. Kevin Cassavay has surely took Johnny Gold in the Ireland semi-final. I'm delighted to be say um, I'm joined by someone who, uh, you know, I, I definitely have seen a few votes for already on this team. Uh, the Donegal legend, Brendan Benny. Brendan, thanks so much for doing this for us. You've had a look and picked your uh, Donegal 15 for 30. Um, I know it's not something you love doing, looking back on the on the old days, but I was looking at Donegal as the, the way to start this, just mainly because of how amazing the last 30 years have been. Because I was looking, before 1990, Donegal had three All-Stars. And since then, they've had another 31. They've obviously mm. had two All-Irelands, another seven Ulster titles. It's actually been a kind of a glory period just that happens to fit into this, uh, where we're doing this uh, series. Yeah, and uh, as you say, Mick, the, the thing about looking back, it's, it's, it's probably because 
I'm good friends with all these guys. You yeah. know, I came in at the end of a lot of the 92 guys and you're looking at people in friends of yours, you're going to have to count them out in the team. So, <laughs> and I was even thinking there of people who were very close to making the team. Then there's a load of other people that you would need to mention. So yeah, that's why when you, when you uh, first messaged me about it, I was like, oh God. But then I was like, listen, you have a job to do, Mike. And uh, I think it's important at the minute we keep the GA chat going because we're all missing it. So yeah. this is the next best thing we can do. And uh, so why not? Should give it a go. Yeah, I was saying the, the bar stools might be locked away at the moment inside the pub, but we can still have the bar stool debates and uh, we don't have any current football to be talking about. So, and you do look like football is so loved in Donegal that, like, you know, um, there's always going to be appetite for, for that chat. And I think there being, you, you mentioned there, the end of the 92 team, the, the start of the 2012 team, there's two distinct teams of All Ireland, but there's a lot of football in between as well. And, like, I mean, you were there for. 11 years, I think you played senior or whatever. Like, there's there's some good footballers there that might have been born at the wrong time, maybe, in, in, including... Yeah, I, I was I was on between, too. <laughs> <laughs> this, this sometimes come up. You might be you might be somewhere abroad or you could be somewhere down the country. Maybe someone would say, were you playing in 92? I said, no, I was, I was too young. Were you playing in 12? I was like, no, I was too old. <laughs> so, that, uh, put that to bed. Yeah, listen, uh, funny, as I say, I just had Michael Murphy on my own show there, and he was talking about it. it took him four years to one one game in Ulster at yeah. senior level. A lot of people forget that. And, you know, rather than Michael write that off, he was saying it was such a glorious time for him being on the Donegal senior team and playing with guys that he'd looked up to and that. And it's funny, we tend to just look at sometimes the champions and and very much focus on that. But there's such a bigger picture around it, where players came from. And what they did, and you're right about Donegal. When once you said the 30 year thing, kind of interested me as well because you've just caught the two All Irelands mm. and that, and uh, the debate between the two teams and that. And I think probably Mick, the big thing is the style has changed so much. So when you look back to say the '92 team, I mean, if you even take the goalkeeper straight away, I mean Gary Walsh wasn't asked to kick the ball, uh, and the uh, player there wasn't movement going on. He had, had that ball as far as he could, and that was yeah. it. So again, they put him against Durkin, say, if you were just automatically, it's probably not a fair matchup. But there is certain players, I think, are a bit timeless. You know, straight away, if you go to carry Barry McGowan, for example, cornerback. Barry McGowan could play in any football team, in any era. Basically, I would say in any position. That's how good he was. So it's good to maybe look back and, and highlight that type of player. Yeah, definitely. And it's worth having a chat about him because I was looking through, I just like, again, and after this, myself and Mark are going to just have a quick look and, and, and pick our teams, but it's far less, uh, uh, you know, expertise than yourself in it. But, you know, Barry McGowan, someone that, again, when you have a kind of a memory of, a, of watching that Donegal team as a kid against Dublin all in the final, you're going to forget lads like cornerbacks, you know what I mean? And I'm automatically looking at, like, oh, Paddy McGrath and a few other the guys from kind of more times, whether you play Carl as four or six you know and so on to the fourth and guys like that kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit so I think it's important to properly remember like if he is one of those players that maybe nationally wouldn't be remembered the way he might be in Donegal you know yeah and it's interesting when you look at the 92 team like that Mike you, the likes of say Noel Higgery cornerback Barry McGowan cornerback they were both midfield for their club yeah. you know you had players you had players all around there that were playing different positions for the club, but they were so versatile. You know, Matt Gallagher, fullback, he would have played midfield as well for his club. So you had guys that could play anywhere and maybe that helped them then when Donegal took on this total brand of football that they started to play at the time, which was keep ball, which was new. 
to, to, to football at the time, you know. It wasn't as all-out tactical as Jim was going to bring it years later, but it was uh, something that defined that uh, Donegal team and how they trained and played. And uh, I think that that level of player that could nearly play anywhere and be in any position was what uh, was part of the reason they won All-Ireland that year. Yeah. So if you were to go with, um, and again, like that's, that's a kind of a, it, it's an interesting that they were almost a total football team before that even existed in the game and obviously would come on. So, and that would also, I think, bring them into a lot of the conversations for this team, you know, but if you were to look at um, a full back line, then if you were to put um, Barry McGowan in there, um, you're going to have to work very hard not to have Neil McGee in the team. And then so I, I just wonder who else you'd be, uh, who else you'd be thinking <laughs> of there. Well, that, yeah, Lacey's on the other corner, yeah. Lacey That's in the, the corner, okay, yeah. 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 Well, that, well, that, well, well, we went, we ought to, you know, we're going for Durkin then, right? <laughs> oh, God, I skipped the goalkeeper, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, that's, all right. that's your choice, like, you know, it's your choice. I, uh, to be honest, I think we could be having this conversation in five years <laughs> no, and Sean Patton's right. going to be uh, yeah, involved yeah. in the conversation yeah. for sure, but probably not enough under him. But, yeah, you're looking at two two all-star goalkeepers in Walsh and, and Durkin. It's, it's, it's not a guarantee, I suppose. That, that uh, But I have to say now, the one thing that I will notice in the early votes since we put this out is that uh, I Paul Durkin's getting an awful lot of votes. Ah, uh, yeah, you'd, yeah. Ha- you'd have to listen in terms of you know, as I say, goalkeeper went to a different place then, but he was right up there. You know, I, you know, I think obviously it's, you can't, you can't, no one can say anyone was better than Cluxton, but I think he was yeah. right up there, close to him. You know, um, and for us, a phenomenal part of, of course, the weaponry, Harry McGuinness. If you're going to have a tactical master plan. You know, as much as your defensive system and your, your kick-out strategy was, was, was vital and, and Durkin, along with obviously his shot stopping and his, his height, his physical presence, his ability to, to ping those balls uh, and just, you know, many times we see people going into what you call Donegal's half-back line area and Durkin just pinging balls or, of course, the route one over the top, the Michael Murphy flick on, the famous... Uh, legs of the Ryan the Q moves there we've seen a lot as well so that's been followed up by, by Sean Patton oh you're right Dan. he's been yeah. brilliant for Donegal as well so Durkin and Etch yeah, Lacey McGee and McGowan's the full back sounds good that's a pretty good start uh, Carl Lacey before we move on to the halfbacks is going to be in every team and I suppose it's whether he yeah. goes with cornerback where he did you know the first half of his career the first three quarters of his career really or centre-back where he won obviously two all-stars footballer of the year like for to, to have four all-stars, you know, nobody in Donegal has done it. I'm sure Michael Murphy will at some stage, but you know, um it's it's unbelievable. And for him to have won two kind of not in the wilderness years, but in the years when Donegal weren't on the kind of national stage that they were in two thousand eleven and twelve when he won the second two, like he's uh not to be forgotten how good a footballer Carl Lacey was. Oh and Listen, popular of the year 2012. I think probably the weight of Carl's previous games uh, or previous years probably slightly tipped the balance. For me, you know, Colin McFadden, I think, probably was Donegal's best player in 2012, uh, best player in Ireland. I mm. mean, he, he just reached a phenomenal level of football. And I think if I was going to pick it, I'd probably pick him. But then again, what Carl had done in previous years, and you say when we weren't playing well, he still was, was up there uh, performing heroics. And if you look at... One game in particular stands out for me and Carroll would be 20, 2011, the famous Cassidy one in point, which everybody remember. But if you looked at Carroll's performance over the course of that game and extra time, it was absolutely superhuman what he did in that game. He literally yeah. had to be carried off the pitch. So, yeah, a bit like Barry McGowan in the other, in the other corner, they could play anywhere. Um, yeah. Neil McGee, no, you keep Neil in there and he, <laughs> he bite, bite the ankle off you. Yeah, 
and he's still doing it amazingly. Yeah, so <laughs> he's still doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, just go on to the halfbacks then, and it's funny you mentioned Kevin Cassidy's point there. We're doing a, a, a bracket at the moment for the top Gaelic football moments of the of the twenty first century. Again, looking back because it's all we have to do at the moment. But um, uh, Cassidy's has uh, that point against Kildare has had an unlikely run to the quarterfinals. I think unfortunately it's probably going to go out today. But it was I I should remember that so well live. It was one of those just take you out of your seat moments and I suppose for him another one that's one like you know to win two all-stars nine years apart there's not many people have done that over the course of their career come back and unfortunately missed out on an All-Ireland but um, I, I'm gonna guess that he's probably going to be at least a contender for your team. Yeah well seeing as I, I played with him and he's I'm kind of always afraid of him he asked me on the <laughs> yeah. team that if you're ever out in a session with uh, Kevin Cassie he's a famous headlock that he gets you in when he's uh, telling you stuff in your ear which uh, does uh, it's funny but it's also frightening so yeah Kevin Cass has to go on the team uh, I was toying over no agony but uh, I'm going to stick in Cass Okay good stuff and and then who else are you looking at in the halfback line? Well this is this will be my only surprise probably I'm going to go with John Day at number okay. 6 and I'm, I'm thinking about the best team and a bit of balance to this team as well. And John Gilday, I think, particularly, again, a player that can play midfield, but he often sat in that hole. And the, at the time, the third midfielder came out, but it was John sat back, brilliant kick pass, a strong guy. And I think if you had a half back then of Kevin Cass, John Gilday, and Damien Dever would be my uh, three across the half back line. All intelligent, good ball players, very fit. Very good, yeah. So uh, going back kind of uh, to, to '92 there as well with the the other wing back. Um, I don't. We'll we might talk about. I, it depends, I suppose, whether you're going to include Ryan McHugh in the half forward line or not before we kind of have a discussion about that. But uh, that's the problem with this, isn't it? Is there's going to be a lot of kind of positions, and one way that we're doing it is like if Ryan McHugh gets a load of votes at wing back and a lot of votes at wing forward we're going to have yeah. to kind of bend the rules a little bit to make sure that he's in yeah. but uh, um, it's, like, it's like it's like the dodgy all-star well not dodgy but the token <laughs> all-star you, you stick a, a guy in at wing half forward yeah that's really uh, an inside player or midfielder maybe but sure listen yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to do that so long as we're not playing Michael Murphy in goal or a cornerback or something like that, we'll, <laughs> we'll bend the rules a little bit you know but that is an impressive half back line and again you're sort of already kind of salivating at the idea of, the, of this team ever getting together and um, in midfield then you've kind of got there's a lot of uh, options in midfield like not least like a two-time all-star Neil Gallagher the All-Ireland winning captain in 92 in Anthony Malloy um, they'd be the two to jump out to me again but I, I you'll have thought about it on a much uh, deeper level than myself <laughs> well Mike you're a man that's got good intelligence I like it that's that's who I'm going with uh, Big Neil, obviously. You know, people forget Big Neil wasn't in the team uh, in 2011. Uh, yeah. again, regularly. He wasn't in regular. He wasn't a regular starter. And for him then to come in and command the way he did in 2012 in particular, which was, you know, you got to base a lot of this on uh, on those big years as well. And, yeah. and how he performed. People obviously talk about his, his, his semi-final performance in particular against Cork. Uh, where he was just un- unbelievable at the fetching and, and his all-round commitment. So, yeah, what what a what a commitment he gave the county. And Malloy in there, like part of Malloy, along with being a great footballer and a tough guy, the leadership he's going to give around the pitch. You know, um, I remember him coming and they speak in the Donegal dressing room, Crew Park, one day before a big game. And, uh, you know, hairs in the back of the neck stuff. Like, I didn't even know Anthony that well at the time. I do now. Um but, you know, how he spoke, it was just the power behind him. And mm. I remember standing there going, wow, 
uh, that's the kind of guy he was, kind of boy you'd want in the dressing room with you, and just a just a warhorse on the pitch. And like with him and him and Neil, they're both able to fetch ball. That's the two I'd pick in midfield. That's such a massive thing for any kind of GEA county or like I don't know. The the first person that comes to my head there is like almost Anthony Daly and Clare. It almost didn't matter what kind of a hurler he was, he'd be in any one of these teams because he was like the de facto leader of everything that they did. But Malloy is like that in, in, in Donegal, but there must be like, what is it about some of these lads that every time we speak, people listen or that, you know, he was going to drag them to that All-Ireland one way or another and it was as much him being a motivator and a leader of men than it was like Martin McHugh and Manus Boyle being brilliant footballers, you know? Not that he wasn't yeah. a good footballer too, sorry, I don't mean that, but it's just yeah. that, Oh, I give it to I give it to Shane. Yeah. He wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been like he had. He wouldn't be like an Anthony Tuchel having yeah. all the all round skills of the game. You know, he had a certain skill set, and he was good at that. But the leadership thing, I think, like just, it, I, I think it's very. Uh, you know, you talk about GA, it's completely different because it's it's where you're from, and it's there's a there's a bond automatically, and I think that's a big thing when it comes to a team and it comes to giving those type of speeches and getting guys on your side. It's not as if you were transferred from such a team and you're here now and you're one of us. You know, you're 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 playing for Donegal and that's it. And there's history behind it and there's 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 tough times behind it, particularly from Donegal, particularly where Donegal was coming from in times of Malloy's. So you've all that history and 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 I suppose from Donegal as you just mentioned, kinda, you know, coming from a, a point of view where the likes of the history that was there, particularly with, with the likes of Down and, and teams coming up in Donegal, the history in Derry and in club football there, you know, Tyrone were, were on the rise and Monaghan and then ourselves we were always there, thereabouts. It was 72 before we won the first, first Ulster. So there was these tough times there that, that was pulled on by the likes of Malloy and it, it just fed on then to whenever Donegal started to get on top that these guys was ready. And I think that's the kind of message Beloy had with them. You know, once they started to get on top, there was probably was that surge of, of, of uh, I suppose, uh, knowing your own ability that we can match up these boys and something that Michael Murphy touched on previous. You know, there was a point there where he realised, hey, we're as good as anybody else out here. You know, what's what's the hang-ups? You know, let's get rid of this. Let's, let's be our best, you know. Yeah, so important to get people to that next level, making them believe. Your half forward line, then. I'm not going to preempt you this time because I keep guessing your team, <laughs> and I'm ruining it on you. So, no, <laughs> you give me who you're looking at there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, the tough ones on there. I, I have to go for uh, uh, the half forward. I'd be Roy Kavna, yeah. um, and the two Kilkarmen, Ryan McHugh and Martin McHugh. Um, Christy Toy, obviously, very close on there as well. You know, just. Unbelievable ability, his legs. Like I've never seen anybody run as fast ever in a pitch. At times we'd be doing training drills, and literally there'd be a line of players pretty close. And Christy Toy could be five or six yards ahead in certain runs. You know, say across the pitch, sprinting flat out. I've never seen anybody physically like him. Um, Rory just his ability to drop into midfield as well. Absolutely brilliant athlete and uh, uh, club made of me own. And, and what a brilliant career he's had. You know, and he's such a dedicated a green a brilliant leader as well a great talker uh martin McHugh, obviously you know um you're talking about michael murphy McHugh was always the the, the, the prince and the king of donegal ga yeah. up in the murphy's arrival i don't think anybody could could take the crown until till michael landed uh and McHugh just uh, unbelievable skill brain ability you know, um, try marking him, getting near him. Yeah, if you always remember Keith Barron in '92 trying to get a piece of him and be in his ear and that, and he was well able for everything was thrown at him. And 
uh, just just an unbelievable talent, top scorer in the country. At times, even when Donegal were down divisions and that, you'd always see McHugh up there, up there, up there scoring. So with him then, in that, as I say, Ryan beside him, and what can we say about Ryan, Ryan McHugh? Um, just uh, there's times I've seen him play. You know, again, his size it doesn't matter and it was one of the great things about this game that you know we've got our physical players out around there but then there's certain people that have skills and hearts that are massive and abilities that, that go with it and Ryan McHugh be one of them I've seen him dictate games and, and win games going through people and uh, I do obviously about all the Donegal games you know I watch him the league sometimes sometimes he just cruises through the league you know, he waits for the big stuff. You know, I, I notice him in the games. He plays well. I'm thinking he can play a lot better, but I don't care. Exactly. That's the league. That's what you're supposed to do. But you watch you watch him in championship. Once yeah. it's championship, the queue just goes up to the level. And that's really what it's all about. And I think it's, he's playing that very smart because, you know, the league's the league. It seems important at the time and we hype it up. We'd love a bit of it now. But the reality is, it doesn't matter. I mean, you want to mm-hmm. stay in the top division, fair enough, but it doesn't really matter in the context of the season. Championships was all about, and that's when you see Ryan McHugh excel. Yeah, Ryan McHugh, uh, I think you, I, I, I don't listen to me, but I think he's the only one that has double All-Stars that hasn't won the All-Ireland as well. So that just kind of shows you how much he's sticking out. I think Carl had it before he won, obviously. I think he had three, but that never actually won one. Um, but just can I ask you about Martin McHugh, actually, and this is in no way to dispute it, because I think he was still probably the most important player on the 92 team, you know, but if you're taking out everything from the 83 All-Star all the way up and only starting at 1990, McHugh is still a class apart. Like, he's still kind of walking into this team, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, listen, um, I think growing up, you know, he was he was the player, a lot of Tony Boyle, and yeah. I used to I used to look up to there just some people just seem to be blessed with something and obviously between Mark and Ryan and of course his brother James, yeah. absolutely brilliant footballer, and then Owen, you know, another brilliant football. I mean James very easily could get in that half forward line himself. You know? Sure. But you know, you think about that that talent that, that's in the family and it's been passed to the two boys. I mean, Mark himself in, in twenty twelve was was up there in the top uh, five footballers in the country for me, you know. Yeah. So you know, Ryan just he just has that uh, bit of magic that I've rarely seen. You know, um, as I say, I've looked at him in games there, some of the stuff that he's did, and for me, every year he plays championship there. You know, if you're picking a, a top ten of, of players in terms of what I've seen in the country, I would have Ryan in every time. Okay, well, listen, I'm fascinated as to what the full forward line is now because uh, I've got four names anyway. Well, to be honest, I have about seven or eight names if I look at them. There's four names definitely to stick out for me and there's only three places left, but uh, go on. <laughs> oh, this is, this is the real disaster. These are the guys I looked up to and played with and now yeah. I have to start cutting them out. And, uh, All a bit difficult. of fun. All a bit of fun. They'll cut you uh, out uh, too uh, later on. Uh, they will, they will, they will. I wish I could hear them first and it wouldn't be as bad. <laughs> If, uh, if uh, I'll tell you, Mick, and uh, this is the, the reason it's the hardest place to uh, pick is because this is where the most talented players are. Now, just throw that <laughs> in as well. Um, <laughs> so you've got you and two others. Who are the other two? <laughs> <laughs> uh, chance. Listen, you have to say, looking back at, at, at the final, obviously, Tony Roy, Dick, and Buna, man, is spoiled. What a full forward line. I, I mean, absolutely brilliant. Tony was new enough on the team, it was only really his second, I think, year playing senior. 
what a player he was going to become and, and continue to be for Donegal right up until the dream of me playing alongside him. You know, I was kind of a bit of a misfit then, where he played underage and you know, um, I came straight into the Donegal team when I was about 21. There was me and Tony Boyd, two inside forwards. Wow. So, that was pinch yourself uh, stuff, you know, for me. And uh, obviously, like Manus's performance, particularly in the 92 final. You obviously had Adrian Sweeney. Mm. Uh, me and him would have played together. What a player he was, you know. Yeah. Um, ability, strength, uh, you know, wand of a left football winner. Then obviously you've Murphy, you've Colin McFadden, and you've McBerty. You know, yeah. I suppose they are the players that, that, that you know, straight away comes into your head. From him, and like I've seen McBerty do things again for me. I've seen him seasons there being the best full forward I've seen in the country, you know, in terms of everything. Um, just an amazing player, amazing athlete. Obviously, had his couple of injuries and that. Um, listen, Murphy has to be in there. Um, listen, he was going to be in there. He could play. Somebody put up this discussion last night that Tyre Lynch came on to me from uh, it was on about Martin McHugh. I says about Murphy potentially the best player ever. And he was like, what about Martin McHugh? And I was like, Tara, listen, Murphy could play the top eight positions on the pitch mm. as good as anybody in the country or as good as any of the other best players in those positions in the country. That's how good Michael is. And actually, to be honest, he could probably play the half-back down positions as well. <laughs> That's the kind of universality of, of Murphy. He's just yeah. on another level. And so I would have him inside along with Tony Boyle. I think in terms of 14s, they were our best two 14s when when we had the opportunity to have Murphy in there. And the other position, obviously, it came down to McFadden, McBerty, or Sweeney, to be honest. And yeah. what just slightly gives a nod, um, again, goes to McFadden, um, just because of, particularly 2012, um, as I say, and I mentioned it at the start, the level that he went to under Jim and that. I mean, me and Colin played together. Brilliant footballer, blessed with all these talents. But Jim, I think, what the Jim McGinnis system did was it, it made you a counter-attacking force, but it also let you completely excel to your best. You weren't worried about going out scoring. Like when I was going to play some of the games, you'd be worried about scoring this, scoring that. You can tell Donegal players were just told, go out, work hard. Show, win the ball, win a free, kick a freeze. Don't worry about scoring. The team's going to win together. And you could see that around the team. The team then grew in confidence. And Colin just went up to here yeah. as a footballer. So that's that's how I would, I would call that team. Um, the, the three lads inside from the finals. And my apologies to... We didn't make it. <laughs> Sorry, we'll bring on we'll bring on uh, Paddy McBerty, Adrian Sweeney, and uh, Manus Boyle off the bench, or, or yourself off the bench. It'd be a pretty good uh, last yeah. twenty minutes, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's an amazing team, and it's really well explained. Um, and thanks so much. You might just run through it there from one to fifteen for us again. Yeah. So we had Dirk and Carter back, full back line: Lacey, Neil McGee, Barry McGowan, half back line: Damien Dever, John Gilday, Kevin Cass, midfield. Big Neil Gallagher, Anthony Malloy, uh, half forward line of Roy Kavna, the two McHughes, uh, Martin McHugh and Ryan McHugh, full forward line of McFadden, uh, Murphy and Tony Boyle would be my uh, picks. There you go. That's a team that's going to be hard to bet uh, when we do these um, <laughs> around the country uh, over the next uh, few weeks. But um, Brendan Venny, uh, Michael Murphy's hero. I believe uh, was what said, but uh, you know you'll definitely be getting a few votes. Yeah, I, I can tell you, you already have a few votes. Um, I haven't. We, we had a very, very early look at that today, but uh, thanks a million for doing that for us. And um, 
I hope I hope you didn't insult anybody too much. Anyway, I'm no, sure no, take uh, it as it meant. Take it as it was meant. Sega, thanks very much. But special word to Declan. Special word to Declan Bonner. I'm going to be looking at interviews off him next year. And that, and, uh, <laughs> he was one of my heroes as well. Don't forget that, Declan. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And just a, a word as well, also that you you can hear you um, for people in Donegal. They can hear you on. Uh, Highland Radio yeah, Highland, um, every Saturday yeah. night, Mon- Monday night, sorry, Monday, and Monday night, podcast the, as well the, around the country. The, the DL debate, that's it. Thanks very much, Mike. Thanks a million, man. No bar, Mike. Right, from the sublime to the ridiculous, uh, that was Brendan the Benny there, and now I'm joined by Mark Farley, where me and Mark are going to go through uh, our teams. Look, they're a lot less qualified than Brendan's to pick it, and I suppose most of the people voting in Donegal as well. But sure, look, why, what, it's our podcast, or why wouldn't we tell you what our teams are? We may as well have a vote the same as anyone else. But Mark, we're just saying to, to Brendan there, like, you know, that it's like Donegal are like, they couldn't be more suited to this, given that, you know, not that their history quite started in 1990, but it's not that far off, but really. Like, just imagine winning three All-Stars in your entire history in like 90 years of GEA or 100 years of GEA, and then winning 31 in the next 30. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, there's a lot of teams. Uh, for instance, I'm maybe this is just pure coincidence that I'm wearing blue and white today. But <laughs> but the Cavan team of all time will be very different, probably, to the Cavan team of the last thirty years, given yeah. that we won all our Irish in the forties and fifties. But uh, like, if you're looking at the Donegal one, if you went back, like, an all-time Donegal team was not going to vary uh, greatly from this. Uh, team of the last 30 years exactly yeah so, yeah and like here we're talking about our teams i went to pick my team and then i was do you know what i can't remember obviously the early 90s games or nearly any of the 90s there's a couple of lads like mark McHugh who was and mark McHugh, anthony anthony Malloy really are like two obvious people that are on this team yeah and you can't look past them the rest of them i was like there's no point in me deciding whether tony boyle is a better footballer than Brenda Devenny or Paddy McBrearty or different names that are going to be on the list for people that may be actual shoe-ins in the end. Yeah. Like, Look, at, I, I'm not qualified to talk with them. So I've kind of picked a 15 of my era and it shows again just how successful Tony have been that it's very it's a very good team. Still a lot of people left out of it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like I was just saying, I was actually just talking to you before we came on air and um, the amount of uh, people I have in a full forward line to choose from here, right? So you take the three guys from the 92 team who, as you said, maybe we don't remember them too famously, but even the fact that we all know their names uh, just shows you like of Declan Boner uh, and the two Boyles, Mannis and Tony, right? Tony Boyle is like such a respected player. You always, the way people talk about him as a teammate, that bumps him into my team, even though I, I'm the same as you. I don't really remember him all that well, but just the way people talk about him. You take the three of those boys, then you take in Adrian Sweeney and Brendan Devenny, probably other than maybe Carl Lacey, the most famous player of two players of um, the kind of mid 2000 team won the league in 2007 and had their moments all the way through. They're both their best players were full forwards. Then you go to nowadays and you have Colin McFadden, Paddy McBearty, and Michael Murphy, you know, and it's just like that's a ridiculous list of just for one line that we have to choose from. It just shows you the, the yeah. selection. Let's start up there actually. Then. Let's not hold, let's, uh, let's work backwards, the opposite of what we do with Brendan. What did you go with for your full forward line? I went with McFadden Murphy, definitely. And then I went with McBrearty, again, just because in my time, I remember more of them. Yeah. Um, but that being said, Devenny and Sweeney could easily be in there. Like, it's a toss-up, really. <laughs> yeah. um, and I would imagine that when, if you're going across 30 years, like the Boyles, I remember from 98 and 
particular against Cavan. Like I watched that game pretty much in full last year, and they were class. Uh, so both of them were playing in that, were they? I think they were. I'm trying to remember yeah. which Tony one. Tony would have been anyway, like, but yeah, I'd say Manus probably yeah. just would have been still around Manus in 98. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, he would have been um, 32, I'd say. Yeah, uh, I'm fairly sure. I'm really, yeah, I thought they were. Um, yeah, but uh, so again, I can't be basing the selection off one or two games. So I, <laughs> I said I'd go with I like. Devenny or Sweeney are very close here. It's just more that McBrady's done stuff where I've been there in person and gone, Jesus. That's it, you know, isn't it? Brendan was so apologetic for not putting them in and you're almost apologetic for putting him in. It's like, Paddy McBrady, we don't need to explain his presence in any team. Like, you know what I mean? He's yeah. absolutely... Like, I've fecked around with my team a little bit to get him in, to be honest, because it's like, Colin McFadden for me has to be in it. Tony Boyle, again, based on what I said, and Michael Murphy, that's my full forward line. But... I've cheated. I don't know if it's called cheated. I'd, like, I'd do it if I was picking 15 footballers to go out and play a match as well. I've picked McBrady at 12. And I think that's fair enough. I don't, like, again, I don't think there's a... I don't yeah, think there's I, a what I'm just saying, though, it's not as if Paddy McBrady isn't on the level of all the players we're talking about that we have to justify saying, oh, well, it's only because I've seen him and all. He's, a, he's already a legend in the making, like, you know what I mean? And he's still... What age is he? 28? Not even? 26? Yeah, I like- yeah, he's, 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 and like he, obviously missing a, a pretty much a season through injury as well. Yeah. That, um, you know, there's still so much to come from, from him, you'd hope. I've kind of done the same in terms of your talking with 12. Uh, I've gone with Ryan McHugh at 12. As the Brendan, yeah. I, I had him as wing back yeah. initially. But then again, I was looking going, do you know what? There are more actual halfbacks that stand out in my mind than half forwards for them as are people that should be on the team. So I said, I'd move Ryan up beside his father. So you've got Rory Cavanagh, Martin McHugh, and Ryan McHugh in the half forward line. Uh, which is, I've got the same 10 and 11 as you. Rory Cavanagh, I think, walks on. He walked on to Brendan's. Martin McHugh is no debate there. And you went the same as Brendan with uh, Ryan McHugh wing forward. And I've gone with Paddy McBrearty. So, like, we're not far away from each other at the moment. There's only one yeah. difference in the team. And that is, uh, uh, I've included Tony Boyle and you've included... Um, I've included... Oh, no, no, we'll see who your wing-back is. Oh, yeah. Gone, Rich, yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, midfield, midfield, Anthony Malloy and Neil Gallagher. Yeah, same as myself again yeah. and same as Brendan. No real... I think I think they'll be in the final team somehow. Um, yeah, and fair enough too. Yeah. I kind of now have a back six here and other than one of them, they could they could literally could interswap them. I think I might name my six in one go because I don't okay, know where, no, where it's worth it, right? Neil so McGee is three, though. He yeah, McGee is three. Is three. Yeah. He's locked in. Then you've got Carol Lacey, Frank McGlynn, Eamon McGee, Kevin Cassidy, and Anthony Thompson. So I've gone with Lacey and McGlynn in the corner. You could easily have Eamon McGee in the corner and bring out one of the lads, probably yeah. McGlynn. Um, but I think I've gone, yeah, I'm going to go with Lacey, Car- Lacey McGlynn in the corner, Neil McGee fullback, then Eamon McGee, and then... Cassidy or Thompson six either Ant- or Anthony yeah. Thompson Anthony Thompson I thought actually is someone that's definitely worthy of discussion I, I, I was yeah. always a, a, a very fond of him as a footballer um, I think Cassidy is guaranteed at wing back and I think who's at six then I've picked Lacey at six I think he probably played his best football there over the course of um, you know in 2011 2012 even though it wasn't kind of where he made his name or played the majority of his um, career and won two all stars at cornerback. I don't know. It was to fit in. I think for me, I have Neil McGee at fullback. I had Paddy McGrath almost for service alone and just being his consistency um, at cornerback and to actually pick a cornerback. Frank McGlynn, I'd probably prefer as an overall player, but 
Now, do you know what? I love Frank McGlynn. Now, I'm dropping McGrath and putting in McGlynn, and I'm going, and literally, I've changed my mind because of uh, Brendan's uh, recommendation and putting in Barry McGowan at cornerback uh, from the 92 team, based on what he said there, because there is a kind of an X factor with these lads when you know them. And I've gone with um, Ryan, Ryan McHugh, obviously, as a, as a wing back. So who, who have you got different to me then? You don't have Anthony Thompson in there, or McGee, do you? I do. I have Neil McGee. I don't have Eamon McGee. Eamon, so yeah. I, have, um, I have Barry McCown and uh, Tony Boyle is different. So we actually have 13 of the same. We've mixed up the positions a little bit. But it's funny, there's more consensus on this team than I think. If you look at Brendan's then, I think he has about 11 of the same as yeah. both of us. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe 12 of mine. So uh, there's a bit of consensus there. I'm interested to see the votes. I've only looked at the very early vote. But like, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot there's a lot of Christy Toy votes in there. Christy Toy is good. Christy Toy deserves yeah. it for his longevity alone. Like, yeah. Of that kind of, you know, like 2010 team, say, you know, from 28 2008 yeah. to to the lads in 2012 who aren't around anymore. Uh, like uh, Christy Toy is definitely a good shout. Between like for me, it was like Christy Toy, Sweeney, Deveni, and uh, Paddy McGrath were kind of the the names that I was had in the team out of the team that I was yeah. looking at there yeah. I'll tell you my Carolina story he's getting a good few votes and deserves it as well it's hard to talk to him about that but he's a yeah. total contender for this yeah. team like you know yeah, 100% your Carolina um, story my Carolina story oh, I tell yeah. every opportunity which is uh, that at the after the Kerry game I think the quarter final Carolina in 2012 Carolina was 50 to 1 to be player of the year and I tweeted out Carolina is 50 to 1 to be player of the year that, those are ridiculous odds uh, and then didn't put any money on it. <laughs> then he won Player of the Year. And I tweeted <laughs> out in the discourse going, why didn't I listen to myself? And uh, uh, lad tweeted back going, well, thankfully I did. And showed me the betting slipper. He put away on Carl Lacey at 51 <laughs> after I see him tweet um, We were talking no last week about, uh, about Donegal, and I was telling you that I was on the end, uh, the last day of a stag. And, you know, between everything, I was getting kind of emotional. Uh, with it, even though I had no Donegal connections. And your story there is just after reminding me of one of the reasons why I did. I had a good few quid on Donegal to win the All Ireland, the 30 to 1 that year that I put on after, that I put on after they lost the semi final to Dublin in 2011. So just, just, you know, obviously I didn't put the money to good use or anything because it wasn't that memorable. But um, it, was my greatest, it was my greatest bet in my entire life. So, um, yeah, mine was the great, that was the greatest was theoretical 20, bet. It was, 20 to one, sorry, it was 20 to 1, there, yeah. which was still an unbelievable price for what was clearly one of the hardest to beat teams in the country. Like, you know. Definitely. And also, we didn't mention it. I presume you've got Paul, Paul Durkin in goals. Sorry, we do have Paul Durkin <laughs> in goals, which is really harsh to not even mention, given that Gary Walsh won an All-Star and even Sean Patton, like if you go by last year alone, he's like, yeah. he'll be in the conversation Good. eventually, maybe not yet, like. I was about to say, if you go to the team at 30, 15 for 35 in five years' time, Sean Patton will be the best goalkeeper in Ireland. <laughs> Excellent. Well, look, this is a good start to 15 for 30. We'll be doing this every week. We'll have a podcast with different guests on um, to talk about it. I think we're going to be looking at a little bit of small ball next week. We'll, uh, we'll let you know what our hurling uh, plans are later in this week. If you stay tuned to Balls Ali, you can vote for your Donegal 15 for 30 all week. The voting is open until Saturday. You can do so by emailing the gaffer at Balls Ali, which are 15. You can do so uh, by messaging us on all our social channels on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. And most easily of all, you can just go on to Balls Ali, go into the GEA section, go into the, um, the story about 15 for 30 
and vote uh, right there, easily done. Just put in your 15 names. We'll be tallying it all up. We'll have lots of stuff during the week for you um, where we tell you how the voting go and what the key matchups are and everything like that. And in the meantime, just you know, tell your friends about it, ring them up, have an out fight over Zoom um, as you... Uh, the base, you know, you know a lot more than me and Mark, especially if you're from Donegal. So one person I want to mention, just because yes. he, I said I couldn't remember lads from the '90s, but this lad was around so long, I can could, remember both the '90s and '30s. David Diver, he's another one who. Uh, Sorry, yes, he is in. Um, he uh, made it in uh, as as wing back on uh, on Brendan's team, and yeah, kind of deservedly so actually. When I think I about it, I don't forgot know. about him there. Until I was yeah. looking through the team in '98. We mentioned earlier on the two boys yeah. were indeed. Uh, in the full forward, I completely forgot about him until there. I think David Devon might make it into my team. Yeah, um, you're gonna drop someone. I don't drop know Anthony drop. Thompson. Here, here, I shouldn't have interrupted your intro, I just got in the way with this guy. It's fine, it's fine. We'll be back next week. Get voting, get voting, and tell your friends about it and get, get arguing with them. Um, if you don't vote for your favorite players, they will end up not in the team and we'll have the likes of Mark picking the 2012 All Ireland winning team. And <laughs> <laughs> it'll do the idea no good at all, right? Well. Take it easy. Please subscribe and, and uh, listen to the podcast. We've lots of GEA stuff here on the GEA part of the feed or the general balls of the feed where we will have the build-up later on this week with myself and Mark and uh, Stephen Ferris, uh, Kevin Doyle and um, another Donegal man, Jason Quigley. Uh, um, we've the lads on it. All, about all kinds of topics at the moment as we wait for sport to come back. And of course, we have Stump Finchy, our weekly football quiz that uh, is really taking off um, and that comes later in the week. So stay tuned for all of that and we'll talk to you next week.